Hello and welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. We got a great video in store for you guys. Um, today we're going to talk, we're going to go into songs with the sons and then we are going to go back into those lies that we talked about last um, time. So hope you enjoy the cast. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Welcome back, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. We're it's back in business. To, good to be in the house that Sean built. Yeah, I built this house with my hands. I can't really see you guys. I gotta. This like, is very homey. Yeah, it's very homey. Made me comfortable. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just com- chilling. I might fall asleep <laughs> halfway through. Hopefully the not. <laughs> Don't joke. If I'm about silent that. for a while, some just... people fall asleep in conversation. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I've been known. People have been known to do it to me. <laughs> to do it to you? <laughs> what? That'd be pretty embarrassing. Conversation. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you for real? <laughs> like you just hear like snoring all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it would happen a, a good amount in Rome and in other circumstances. You'd be like just talking and oh, watch and just, oh, oh, I was <laughs> talking to out. you. Maybe you fell asleep on me. I just thought no. you were having audio difficulties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's talking again. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> Whatever you said. Yes, it's yes. Too much vino. Oh, yeah. Oh. Too much vino. Yeah, that'll do it too. Well, we're, we're glad you guys could join us on the video. If you're not watching this on video, um, go in and tune into um, YouTube. We're going to, and if this isn't up, I mean, it, it was an epic fail. So we're trying to <laughs> yeah. do video. We're, we're bootstrapping this we're thing. We're bootstrapping. We've we got it propped up on like a Yahtzee board. Yeah, we're just starting with iPhones. I mean, our big purchase was the mics. Yeah. And now we're, we're trying to take it video. We're built. For audio, not video. Yeah, even though we have know, faces for audio, it's gonna switch it up every audio. once in a while, you know. No, yeah, it definitely is. It's good, but I think even with YouTube, it's crazy. Like eighty percent of people that watch YouTube are male. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. crazy. That's yeah, statistic. Jordan Peterson says that. Yeah, oh, Jordan that's Peterson. right. That's crazy. where I heard it. Yeah, so it's. Wait, what did you say, Mickey? I asked where you heard that stat. Oh, I said Jordan Peterson. You said you hate him? <laughs> no, he's a great man. I don't hate him. He's a good guy. Yeah. But um, we should start our segment, Songs with the Sons. Yeah. Let's do it. Today no we banter. got a great one. We're going to hop right into it just because we had so many technical difficulties. That's right. <laughs> a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving Yahtzee parts. Yep. Yahtzee. Okay. So today we got, um, what's the song called? Um, if You Want if Love. If You Want love. love. It's a super, it's by NF. And if you guys haven't heard of NF, he's kind of an up and coming rapper that just um kind of raps about truth raps about um just everything going on in his life and it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to see um he's known for being real he's known for being real and that's kind of his slogan real music Mm -hmm. like real music and i think this song really plays into kind of what he's expressing yeah so um yeah let's feed it in right here okay here we go and this is like all lyrics. So listen to the lyrics, listen to the contradictions. And close your eyes. Close your eyes. I just need some time, I'm trying to think straight. 
I just need a moment in my own space Ask me how I'm doing, I say okay Yeah, but ain't that what we all say? Sometimes I think back to the old days In the pointless conversations with the old me Yeah, back when my mama used to hold me I wish somebody would have told me If you want love, you gon' have to go through the pain If you want love, you gon' have to learn how to change If you want trust, you gon' have to give some away If you want love, if you want love As a kid I used to think life is moving so slow I watch it go by Look out the window of my bus ride I thought the world was so small through my closed eyes I've always tried to control things In the end that's what controls me Maybe that's why I'm controlling I wish somebody would have told me If you want love, you gon' have to go through the pain If you want love, you gon' have to learn how to change If you want trust, you gon' have to give some away If you want love, if you want love No older I get, I feel like I'm always trying to save time Talking to the voices in my head that make me think twice Telling me it doesn't mean it's wrong because it feels right I'm scared that one day I wake up and wonder where the time go Talk about the past like it's the present while I rock slow I'll sit in the living room and laugh with kids of my own And tell them If you want love, you gon' have to go through the pain I wish you would've told me If you want love, you gon' have to learn how to change I wish somebody would've told If you want trust Beautiful. Good stuff. <clears throat> Forgot so how good. good of a rapper NF is. I know. It's just, yeah, the real music, it just just gets you, you know? Yeah, I like when he sings. Yeah, and he's he just has such a good voice, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd say he's probably voice. the biggest name in Christian rap, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Because right he, now, like Lecrae's yeah. kind of like the legend. Lecrae is, the legend. yeah, he's pretty good. But, I mean, I do, <laughs> I mean... John Bellion, NF, and like even Andy Mineo, um, I'd love to do a couple of his songs. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just, they're very, um, they're very different from the Christian community, I think, I believe, because they, they get vulnerable, you know, their, their music is vulnerable. Mm, and it's real. And it's real, you know, yeah. and that makes it so attractive, you know, how just, it's yeah, like even these lyrics. I mean, I'd love to go through the lyrics. Like, what are your guys' first impressions of the song? Well, jumping off the real thing, I was, you know, you try to compare that to almost one twenty two. Lord, I need you. You know, he he brings such a raw material to the listener. Yeah, and you know, he 
it's striking. I don't know if he's Catholic, but he doesn't strike me as a typical non-denominational prosperity gospel yeah. Protestant. That's just, oh, everything, sunshine, rainbows, yeah. dollar bills, and big cars, and Texas Jesus. <laughs> Dear Lord, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> what is six pound, five ounce? Six, six pound, five <laughs> ounce Jesus. He was a grown man. <laughs> Jesus uh, was a grown man. You know, like, uh, NF, what's his first name, Nathan? Um, Nate, Nate Furtado. Nate Furtado. Oh, is he Italian? Is he related to Nelly Furtado? Yeah, Nate Nelly Furtado. <laughs> Okay, I think that's his last was promiscuous by Nelly Furtado. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that'll be the. the I confuse that with we'll Nelly. That <laughs> I like Nelly, but yeah, okay. I just love NF gets me because it's just um, he just says what's on his mind and what's in his head, you know. And his whole new album, Perception, is just um, it's a it's a work of art, you know. Just how he's. I mean, I can go on about the albums, but he has been through a lot. And to see that through his music and to see how he's able to relate to so many people, relate to some white kid that's have had everything given to him and relate to some kid in Michigan that has had nothing given to him. It's crazy, his reach, you know? And it's, um, yeah, just this predicament of love. Like, if you want love, you're going to have to give some away. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that is something that none of us really fathom until we're forced to you know, because I mean, we we have this, like, I like to picture it as like a love tank, you know, and there's only so much in there and usually it's full, but in order to receive, you're going to have to give, you're going to have to empty yourself. Mm. And I just love that. Like, yeah, it's just a really impactful thing when I first heard this song. Yeah. You don't see it a whole lot in today's music. A lot of the love they rap about or sing about is Take, 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 yeah. give, give, give. Sexual. Yeah. Sexual. He's realizing that it's both giving and receiving. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just powerful, you know. Yeah, the, univer the universality of it kind of splits any circumstance, whether you're rich, poor, whatever. You can still feel things. And it's his cool guitar riffs. It's the yeah. uh, very meaningful lyrics that bring, whoops. It's really countercultural because yeah. so many people think love should be easy and uh -huh. he's like, fairy tale like no. no he makes it so authentic and yeah. human yeah. it's like we talk about human. i don't get a sense of unnatural love here it's more he's doing in the natural in a desolate time with the supernatural right yeah he, he's still a very faithful man but mm -hmm. it's like job you know yeah yeah and it's almost what joe would be singing walking to himself yeah definitely mm -hmm. and it's like you can hear the the echo like I wish someone somebody would have told me, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here, let's go through the chorus. Um, yeah. There were a few, yeah, particular lyrics that just jumped at me. Uh huh. I love. So this is just the intro, the verse one, and um, like, ask me how I'm doing. I say okay, yeah, but ain't that what we all say? Just so like, true. It's such a predicament, you know. I mean, just like pertaining to real music. Okay, so here's the chorus. If you want love. You gon' have to give. <laughs> you're gonna have to go through the pain. If you want love, you're gonna have to learn how to change. If you want trust, you're gonna have to give some away. Mm -hmm. If you want love, if you want love, so yeah, go through the pain. You're gonna have to learn that love is not always sunshine and butterflies. It's not this feeling. It's the pain. 
Yeah. yeah, look at Christ on the cross. That's the greatest demonstration yeah, that of is love. the pain. <laughs> he was in a lot of pain. Uh-huh. But I also like the one about trust. You're going to have to give yeah. something away. It's a very human relationship. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be vulnerable yeah. to no, have someone trust you because you're giving something of yourself to them. Uh-huh. I've heard it described by a seminarian where love is ex- the extended hand outreached awaiting the nail. You know, yeah. it's, it's giving mm. well, and it's awaiting pain and it knows what the consequences are, but you still yeah. do it anyways, you know? Yeah. You ask a girl on a date awaiting that rejection that, you know, maybe yeah. you're going to get Potential hurt. rejection. Because it's like, yeah, nothing, I mean, it's just the risk of it, you know? Right. Nothing comes without risk. It's reckless. You know, like even... It is. It's reckless. And it's something that just, we don't get, you know, if we were just safe, we wouldn't love anyone, we wouldn't be there. Ooh, it makes me think of... Simon and Garfunkel's song, I Am a Rock. You know, they sing. Yeah. Have you heard that one? It's really good. The chorus is like, I am a rock, I am an island, and a rock feels no pain, and an island <laughs> never cries. And <laughs> it's just a song about sounds being awful. isolated. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he's like, you know, he alludes to it in one of the, the what do they call it? Not chorus. Frick. Bridge. Mm, Verse. Yes. On <laughs> 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 a long Monday, everybody. <laughs> but he alludes to it, and he's like, you know, I, I've had pain in my life, but, and that is the, the culture of negation where we're surrounded. It's, yeah. I don't want to feel what NF's talking about. I'm going to go on my phone. I'm yeah. going to go yeah. really dull that in. And I was just talking to a friend last night about love and the pains of uh, giving yourself away and being uncertain about intimacy. And he's like, yeah, you know, we talked about how to numb that in a healthy way because, you know, you always shouldn't like head rush headlong into that sort of situation uh-huh. and be prudent about it. But yeah. it's also really hard to balance with numbing. Well, it's it interesting is. that the two key words are love and trust that he uses in the chorus because they go hand in hand. They do. You can't love someone really, at least fully love someone you don't trust. And like that vulnerability is, is trust too. Being willing to accept that you might have to be vulnerable and you might get persecuted. Yeah. And, and it, even in a very close relationship, it's always hard that, bridge that it wall is. that a man yeah. has to build up with you know even you know you know your wife uh-huh. almost but well, you're going to continue to get yeah. to know her but and it's what's so interesting is because when you when you love someone and when you're vulnerable with someone you give them power and that's yeah. that's really scary to us you know like i'm giving you power over me and i've seen it in marriage i mean in my marriage where like i get vulnerable with Alexi and then when we're fighting she brings it up or Delexi, the, the same because it's you're vulnerable with someone and you're like, I'm sharing this with you so that you can see the world how I see it. Mm-hmm. And you can go through these struggles with me. Exactly. They can help you through it. They can help us through it. But yeah. on this, in the same time, they can use it as a dagger against you, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which it's is true. the pain, you know, and I f- feel like that's a part of every relationship. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. never perfect. It's never perfect. So that's what makes it so beautiful. That's what real. makes it so beautiful exactly. and fulfilling, you know, and just, yeah. And NF does a good job of singing about that. Yeah, he does. Usually what I'd say rapping, but he, he sings well. I, I he don't does. know if I've heard a song where he's actually singing. Yeah. The one... Yeah lyric that stood out to me was when he was talking about control yeah right here yeah i was just gonna read it please do um i've always tried to control things in the end that's what controls me maybe that's why i'm controlling i wish somebody would have told me hmm. 
good stuff. That wow. is sort of the reverse side of love. You know, you have yeah. some beautiful thing and you've been hurt enough like a abused dog, an abused dog where yeah. you're kicked and then you kind of scuttle away from the outstretched hand. But yeah. if you find something good, you want to hold on to it. And that's the natural desire to possess in a man's heart, mm-hmm. in a, the human heart. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah, it's a possessive love as opposed to self-giving love. It yeah. makes me think of Oriwell and Psyche's relationship in Till We Have Faces C.S. by C.S. Lewis, yeah. where her love is possessive and until the, without giving away the book, until the end of her life, she doesn't really come to realize that. She thought it was a genuine love, yeah. but in reality, it was more hate than love because uh-huh. hate is an aversion to, when rightfully used, hate is an aversion to evil, but it can be twisted and it can be an aversion to love or a uh, distortion of love. And so when you possessively love someone, it's, I don't want what's best for them. I want what's best for me stemming from them. Yeah. Wow. Think about a tyrant. <laughs> it's, you know, you could be a good king and love efficient, effectively uh-huh. and justly like Solomon. He's a great example of yeah. how to go awry in this situation. He was one of the most just people on earth, the wisest. And then when he stopped having a right relationship with God, Effectively, that means like, well, you are going to have consequences because of that. And so he uh-huh. inevitably had, what, like 300 wives or something like that? Yeah. Concubines. Concubines. Yeah. And uh, what was I going to say about the the possessive love? He became very possessive. possessive. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in my life, whenever I'm in a place of want or something is neglected, whether it's prayer life or physically i'm not in a good place i reach out you know you want to grasp at things yeah Yeah. you want control especially the intimacy with friends like we were talking mishki when friends don't step up or or guy or whatever it is in your life if if there's something some privation something supposed to be there but it's not typically whenever that's in a relational setting for me i get really graspy you're like i i need you there man Mm -hmm. yeah and you need to get some you know yeah and you need to have a solution like right then and there yeah. So like, what's the, what, what do you think the solution is to grasping and to like when you see there's a lack of something? Trust. Um, trust, but it, the very, very, very presupposition, the first base, it has to be in a, a knowledge of what's going on. Yes. The if you're blind, if you're a fish swimming in water, True. you don't realize you're in water. Yeah. If you don't realize <laughs> you're a possessive Oriwell or a John who's living like a complete jerk. Yeah. I need to know that first, then I can change. Yeah. And no. sometimes that's comes from other people and sometimes it's from reflection and sometimes yeah. you just get whacked upside the head in prayer. Yeah. But, but yeah, usually it's free. It's gratuitous. But then, uh-huh. it, but then the next step I think would be trusting God, trusting in his plan for your life, realizing you don't have control, realizing not everything's going according to your plan, Yeah, but that everything's still going according to his omnipotent plan. Definitely. Definitely. It's uh, a great paradox. It you, is. You let go. Actually, I'm thinking of that scene from Trailer Park Boys where they get that <laughs> leopard. No, it's the I leopard. think it's a cougar. And they, 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 what season is Steve that? Steve French. It's like season four or something. Oh my goodness! I don't Bubbles, know if we should be Bubbles endorsing Trailer Park Boys. If you love something, funny. you gotta let it go. If it comes back, it's yours, <laughs> Ricky. Yeah, they Ricky. let this cougar go Bubbles, into stop the weed shooting field. The dogs. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes. They just let it go into this giant field of hemp or marijuana, and it comes back and it loves them, but. It's true. You need to actually let go of that love and kind of, that's the, not the Kierkegaardian leap of faith, but rather it's just dropping your, 
your walls. It's it's the vulnerability. Yeah. We're talking about the same thing. When you whew, take a deep breath and let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and it's just, it's so interesting because we are imperfect, you know? We're imperfect and we can't make things good, you know? And it just reminds me of the passion, you know, when he falls, he's like, he stands up and he mm-hmm. is right in front of Mary and he's like, behold, mother, I make all things new. Yeah. You know, and that so is, that's the father. I mean, we need to let it go. So then someone that is perfect can actually like wow, that happens fix it right after he falls too. Yeah. Yeah. And right after he falls, I, that's my favorite. That's like the, that's my favorite part in any movie. Oh my God. Super powerful yeah. scene right there. It's so powerful. I love it. Jeez, but unreal. It's receiving versus achieving. Going back to the basis of mm. uh-huh. how men should be. And that's something I'm kind of, I know we're running short on time, but yeah. something I'm struggling with right now, just entering into more of an adult setting with work till five, school, and then you know I come back and repeat. Yeah. So you want to Definitely. achieve because where I'm at right now isn't satisfying. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, not, I'm not using my potentiality. I feel like I could be doing something greater, but at the same time, I need to just receive it. And then once you get into that setting, you almost like hit that equilibrium of being at peace. Yeah. Hmm. And it's a gift from God and it's not always there. It is. But you're at peace with where you're at, realizing that not everything's in place, but you're okay with that. Well, one of the cooler things I've also been touching on, and this can play into the, um, the lies, is that when, again, Jordan Peterson talks about one of the coolest truths that he's encountered is meaning is a path. And so when you have your ideal in the future in that room over there, yeah. but everything you're doing is oriented towards that. So like being part of this podcast is helping me and you and you get to where we want to be. And it brings so much meaning because every step along the way is bringing you there. And the more that you include that, and the more you think about it, you can be in time, in reality, like right there, but also aimed at exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think this podcast has just shown us how wide-ranging the faith is yeah. and how it's just everywhere. It's in music. It's in interactions. Uh-huh. It's in whatever you you name it. Um, yeah. I think that could lead us into our topic. It's in academia. It's in sex. It's in, it's in everywhere. All, everything. Right. You know? yeah. And yeah, it's, it's awesome when you see God everywhere. Not that we believe in pantheism, but God... When you're walking with him, he's always with you. Yeah. And he's in everything because he created everything. it. But yes, let us get to the biggest lies in history. Let's debunk them. Debunk them. All right. <laughs> Slam dunk them. Lie number three. So last week, real quickly. Yeah. We recap, recap. debunked lie number one. Jesus didn't exist. And, and lie number here. two. He did. The resurrection is a myth. And. And How if you want to hear us one? debunk them, just listen to the last podcast. The resurrection is a method. Yeah, what was the resurrection thing? Well, the 400 accounts, and we had the... Oh, um, you can't hide like, his body. Where's his body? His body. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for lie number three? Let's hear it. Give it to us. Christianity preys on the weak and ignorant. Praise with an E, P-R-E-Y? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so... I think in reality, there has been Christians who have abused um, people, right? Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious right now. Um, there's some yes, issues definitely. in our church uh, that has happened, and, you know, we've, we've made mistakes. But I think an important thing to realize is that the abuse of something good does not diminish the good, right? Uh, an 
abusive father, a poor parent does not make being a parent bad. Yeah. And that's something to remember it's, when it comes to this lie. Well, right. But like I was saying earlier, when you think about the Grand Inquisitor or just the church in general without Christ, if you're acting without God, the Catholic Church could be could be one of the most evil things on earth because yeah. it does look at the power that it's given. Uh-huh. And if you wield that in the wrong direction, it's like the ring, not to say the church is there, but yeah. when you're given that much power and you abuse it, you destroy lives. Exactly. You do. Yeah, you definitely do. And I think just kind of um, not going on like the pray, pray they pray on the week. Um, I think just even when Jesus was on this earth, like he hung out with the prostitutes the tax collectors and the lows of society. So like I gave them new life, just new life. So I think the message of Christianity is life giving and you have to empty yourself in order to see the message. So going to these people with um, just, I mean, with like, like murderers, even like St. Dismas, the good thief, Mm-hmm. Like they're able to see the message so much clearer um, than maybe a tax collector that is so caught up in whatever they may be doing. So I think mm. just the, the attractiveness of like a broken person, mm. which we're all broken to Christianity. Um, it's not like Christianity seeks these people out. I think it's just more attractive. But I had always started there. And even the yeah, gospel, always fake there. news isn't new. Because even back then, all of the Pharisees and the scribes, the scholars were saying, like, they were just spreading lies about Jesus. Yeah. And saying, you're with these people, you're doing something wrong, something's weird. Yeah. And so the the truth was always going to want to be manipulated by falsehood. Uh Uh-huh. But then again, you think of the institution of Catholicism, and no other institution in the history of the world has ever done more for the rights of the individual. So true. Yeah. Look at all the things we've done. And even the the, um, charity... The the hospitals used to be Catholic. The oh, schools still were Catholic. Still are. The ho- I mean, everything. Yeah, are Christian, and it's yeah. No, you think about all of the remarkable achievements by people who have been associated with the church. Most of science, and yeah. there is this huge discord between. And that's probably what we're going to jump that's into the next one. Yeah, but I don't know all these the guys who the guy who discovered the Big Bang atom. I'm blanking on it. What is it called? Big Bang particle. Big Bang theory? No, the actual particle he discovered. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Higgs boson. Yeah. Okay. No, that was Higgs and boson. The guy who came up with the theory. (laughs) Okay. The guy who came up with the theory, not Higgs or boson. But the guy who came up with the theory was a Jesuit priest. Look at Mendel. He was a Jesuit priest. I'm not going to advocate for the Jesuits here, but (laughs) the Dominicans are brilliant. You look at Copernicus was a priest. Um, Galileo. All these men. Christians. And women. Um, yeah. You look at Elizabeth Ann Seton. You look at... And even Columbus Francis was Christian. Cabrini. Yeah. I mean, even just the greats were Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, Columbus, I don't know. He's a controversial figure. He uh, is. <laughs> but then again, when you bring... I don't know what to get into that because they brought over smallpox and they just weren't um, acclimated to that disease. Yeah. And maybe mm-hmm. he was a dick in general. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but what is the what is the like in your reading? Yeah, so John kind of led us into that one, but we, well, we got four. we got to get the third one. Basically Catholic Christianity Catholicism is good for the poor. It is. Yeah, yeah. Francis. Yeah. Individuals have abused it, but that does not mean 
Catholicism as a whole or even Christianity yeah. is bad. Yeah. So lie number four, Christianity is anti-intellectual and anti-scientific. <laughs> I mean, John, you already kind of led us into that. But yeah. John, do you remember that talk that we went to? Um, with by the that, Dominican. By the Dominican. Um, Nisco, Niscar, he is a doctor at MIT. Um, MIT, yeah. he's a Dominican priest. And he's a Dominican, yeah. And it, I think that was so mind-blowing to me, just, um, just experiencing that, using science, proving the existence of God and the, the first mover and the, um, what do they call the organism? That's like the first organism. I forget. No, but it was a very interesting, it was, it was like a super interesting talk on um, just how kind of, um, oh, what is it called? The circle of... Tree of life? Uh, it's like kind of the tree of life. But he was able, evolution, mm-hmm. evolutionism. Sure. Yeah. And he was able to show how it is Christian and Catholic teaching that evolution can still exist within the Catholic realm. Well, one of the greatest setbacks to us is that we often forget that Christ was also truth. Like he's the way that truth and the life. Yeah. But um, I was having a discussion with, shout out to Philip Harrison, Phil Harrison. Is he the seminarian? Nope. Peter Harrison's brother. And he studies ocean, he studies, what's it called? Planetary oceanography. So wow. his life cool. is dedicated to the moons of Io and he starts with an E. One of Jupiter's moons. Come on, it's Europa. Got it. It's like the one, the the closest that we could terraform to create. Like but they Earth. are are they made of water? Aren't they made the, of the core? It, not the core, but the the layer between the crust, the crust and the core is uh, they I assume is mostly water. They they really recently just discovered. Yeah, that. but the coolest thing is this guy was the one of the smartest guys I've ever talked to, and he's describing planetary life, and then he's explaining how. All these planets, and they can discover those in other parts of the universe. Quick shout out. My janitor today at Ireland Hall was talking about ETs, and he's like, I'm going to go meet them someday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very good. All that being said, these planets have basically the conditions for life that's necessary to start up, but none of them actually happen. Uh And you look at the chances of life, like a huge biogenesis, that just creates life. Yeah. And what is Earth? 4.6 million years old? 4 billion? It's pretty Something old. Like that, yeah. Within um, just a several hundred million years, life started. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less than that. And then it expanded. So I was blown away that weekend when we were talking because it's like, whoa, this is real. You know? It's so cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. We live by the truth. And when... Do you remember what the equation was when uh, the Dominican came? He's like, God's essence is his existence. Oh, what is my it? goodness. Because yes, everything... I totally remember that. It's essence and existence. Yeah. Please, any theologian listening is probably shouting, but <laughs> I am fairly certain it's his essence is his existence because our essence is not our existence. We can't yeah. maintain ourselves. Yeah. We can't, I we can't, am who I we am. We can't think ourselves into existence. Right. Even if we, we are, killed ourselves... You couldn't have. We didn't sustain our existence. Yeah. It was something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, well, that's why he says to Moses, "I am who I am." That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then, yeah. dude, he blew me away because he did all this scientific mumbo jumbo, and then he had the picture of the running bush, and yeah. I am who I am, and God is His own being, and yeah. or He is being. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, God plus the world is not greater than God. 
you know. It's like, okay, God, can you make a burrito? It's <laughs> too hot. Me. You can't even eat it. God plus hot burrito equals chalupa. <laughs> well, Just, you sound like Quant right now. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, in summary, Christianity is very intellectual. Literally, it's the very smartest scientific. people I've ever met have been priests. Exactly. I, th- yeah. I think yeah. it's the same issue with uh, Praise on the Weak and Ignorant. There's some people who, you know, claim evolution didn't exist, and but that's an individual belief. That's not what the church states. Yeah. So, uh, are we ready to go on to number five? You're a politician. You can just smooth over both sides. Cinque. <laughs> Christianity is anti-sex. Boo. <laughs> Fake news. I think, okay, so I see, I think there's a difference between sex and eroticism. Ooh. And Let's the church is definitely anti-eroticism. Could you explain both? Yeah, I got a little chart here. Hey, what? Um, from Whoa. this book. Whoa. It's called. What? Can this you tell us what the book is called? Holy <laughs> Sex. It is an amazing book. If you're engaged, <laughs> um, or married, I suggest if you're married to read this. There's just like a highlighting, underlining of yeah, this whole thing. Like, Sean a it. Catholic guide to toe curling, mind blowing, <laughs> infallible loving. Sean has dissected this. <laughs> I have read it twice. We got to put on like an explicit factor for yes. this podcast. No, but it's it's a really good book. And um, so my first, the first thing is eroticism. Like, what is eroticism? And that is um, pleasurable things driven by arousal, and it's using the other. And um, holy sex um, under the Catholic Church is um, is works for the good of the other wills the good of the other right there you can see the difference yeah. you can see the difference in eroticism is is what our culture thinks the church our culture thinks is sex you know that's the that's the um the confusion it's the one the, the media portrays the media, well, going you know, back to the song it's it's yeah. giving and taking it is exactly yeah. and eroticism is just taking yeah you know it's selfish it's possessive yeah love. it is possessive and okay so here's the chart um Eroticism, very pleasurable. Holy sex, very pleasurable. They're very similar. <laughs> Holy sex, driven by intimacy and arousal. Mm-hmm. And eroticism is solely by arousal. And um, just here at the bottom, eroticism is more stag- stagnant and boring with time, like a drug. You know, if you're gonna, if you're doing one some things, you're gonna want to do more the next time. You're gonna want to do more because you're not getting enough. Well, we've touched on this. It's the dopaminergic yes. splurge versus the release of other endorphins. Yeah, there. and we've talked this so much yeah. with porn yep. and everything like that. But then holy sex is more joyful and vital with time. Even it's from lasting. a psychological standpoint, intimacy and Jordan. We're gonna cite this guy until <laughs> death, but he's he's always. I should probably ask if we can quote him. Oh, Sorry. he would he'd be like, "Oh yes, for we might sure." Want to also ask for sure. You know, Imagine Dragons if we can use their song. Yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> we're using yeah. the legal. Um, yeah, we're using an instrumental. So <laughs> yeah, if you, you made that instrumental, come and find us. Yeah, <laughs> not at wherever Sean lives, though. Yes, <laughs> but marriage in and of itself as. An institution is something vital because it allows two people to um, share their intimacy, but also their sexuality, which is a super dangerous thing. Yeah, sex is, is incredibly dangerous. Very it's vulnerable. Very vulnerable. And yeah, I th- after being married, I see how um, 
impactful it would have been if I were to to have had sex before marriage. And like, if you if you have had sex before marriage, is not like you it's ruined forever. Mm -hmm. But I can see that intimacy that is so special that I just share with Delexi. And now being in marriage, it holds such a great part in our relationship. Just complementing that emotional intimacy with the physical intimacy. And it, it just, it well rounds any relationship. You it know? makes sense why God did that. You know, in the very beginning, he made it us really, this way. Yeah. Well, it's even biblical. You look at the Song of Songs. Yeah. And that's one of the most... It's very um, erotic, heart, heart intimate. Sexual yeah, very sexual. Books you'll find. In, but it's like, it's the love you were talking about. It's it's holy. Yeah. And I think, okay, the next thing that I wanted to say was um, on the Easter Vigil, the the priest, they have the Easter candle. You know, Jesus represent, is represented by the Easter candle. They light the Easter candle. Okay, you still got me. So I still got you. They light the Easter candle and they bring it over to the baptismal font. And by this time, there's the wax is forming on the top of the Easter candle. They drip the wax into the baptismal font to represent um, the seed so it's fertilizing the womb of um, the baptismal font, which represents the church, and th- and then all of the new um, all of the new Catholics or Christians are are then baptized in the baptismal font, representing the womb of the church coming out of the womb of the church. I understand. To be Catholic, it. I can understand that. Do you know which rite that is? I don't. I'm not sure. I think so it's one of the e- 21, 22 Eastern rites. Yeah, I, I don't Please know, fact check. Let me fact check. <laughs> Go it. back to the it's, book. It's a shoot. It's that makes yeah. sense though. I I could understand why they would use that context because. And that's yeah. It was it was mind blowing. I literally was like, wait, what? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Huh. Um. Yeah. During the blessing of the font, the Easter candle was a phallic symbol plunged into the waters of the font to symbolize Christ <laughs> impregnating the womb of the church from what which new rhetoric? children of God would be born in the coming year. Hmm. Tipping the candle so, yeah. that, so that the melted wax would drip into the font, symbolically spilling the seed and completing the act that so be- beautifully signifies the fruitful marital union between Christ, the bridegroom, and the church and his bride. I don't know, so, man. These... these Past I mean, two podcasts, but you said that blue chicken thing, and now you're talking <laughs> about blue this. Chicken. Oh um, my gosh! Where is it? Looks it? like a Lego. Oh People, wait, we it's need just a... pixelated. <laughs> yeah, it's on the it's in the Easter Vigil. <laughs> For which right does it say? Um, it doesn't say. Let's just assume anything just, that's not Roman Catholic. Just, uh, yeah, I think it's <laughs> no. I think it's fairly Catholic. I, it was this guy. He, um, as a freshman in college, I was considering the priesthood. He was with the seminary, and then he went and watched this. And then, um, <laughs> At one point where we were discussing the rites involved in the blessing of the baptismal font, our director, always on the lookout for a teachable moment, smiled and said, oh, that erotic rite. Gotcha. <laughs> so he was in the seminary and learned about this. Very uh, interesting. What are they doing over at SJV? I don't know. They, they got to keep things Becker. interesting. <laughs> uh, guys. Well, I Let me think teach we, you. Uh, well, we debunked that. We debunked it. <laughs> yeah, well, sex is a... Even from a person who's not married, you could see why, I'll play devil's advocate here, why the outside of the church would think, you know, because you're told, don't masturbate, don't jerk off, don't have sex before marriage. And nowadays, that's almost impossible. Oftentimes with the SPO, the the real liberating, not liberation theology, but those ideology, or sorry, theologies that 
really try to help men break out of the shame of the sexual sin because realistically it's not the greatest sin. It's pride. It's the yeah. crippling, isolating, evil pride. Yeah. So how we're told and we're instructed and indoctrinated to think that if you, you know, the only mortal sin is sexual sin. And that is when you encounter that in a new free way, like we do in the freedom retreat, remember uh-huh. Sean and yeah. I were, Oh, so we're battle buddies the first time. That was so amazing. Good. Got to know you. Uh-huh. But it is liberating when you realize, like, how would they describe it? Devil, the devil has his hands, his hands on your all over, all over you, <laughs> and you're taking one finger off each time. And not but, not to give any leniency towards sexual sin, but yeah. to not the pinnacle of yeah. But to like put it in perspective, God. I mean, like pride is the deadliest sin. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's the inner circle of hell you know you're if you're prideful like even dante's inferno like those prideful people are in the ice with their heads above the right you know and the sexual sin is like the seventh you know mm -hmm. gluttony all of those sins are i don't want to say worse but the devil um just like magnifies those sins within you and the shame and the confusion mm-hmm. and not to say those like it's it's okay but it's bad he plays the times he and does now everything is sexualized and everything's yeah, everything. heightened it's mm-hmm. hypersexual yeah um, you know you hear these people talk about i think dante wrote about it because it, you don't really have to premeditate about lust it's just of a natural yeah. passion yeah. but with murder and with this cold-blooded you know, very Italian. I think the Godfather. I think yeah. of not as much Vito Corleone, Michael. but I think Michael. Yeah, yeah. He was cold blooded yeah. dude. He killed his brother in law. He just in the end. Yeah, he killed his yeah. brother. He, okay, well, spoilers. Everybody. Oh dang! We spoil a lot of things on this podcast. <laughs> I watched the Godfather. If, if with... you are not watching the Godfather and listening to this podcast, <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. I watched The Godfather with Alexi, and she was like, I hate this movie. Like, yeah, this like, is the saddest movie ever. I it was love like, it. We were, I, <laughs> I showed it to her for the first time. Recently? Um, yeah, Christmas Eve. We watched Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. No, the Eve of the Eve. Oh, just Christmas like 11.59. Like, I want to watch a Hallmark movie. I was do like, let's watch The Godfather. Godfather. Like, Reject totally opposite. Satan and all his evil. I do. Just the horse in the bed, the yeah. everything. Oh. Mishki first showed me that movie. Remember mm-hmm. you mean? I haven't. Andy? I haven't watched the the following ones. I'd say two is, uh, for me, it's not as good. But yeah. Jacob loves it. Uh, yeah, I, it, there's a trilogy, right? It's mm-hmm. a trilogy. The yeah. the third one's not very good. They switch directors, but oh, the no. first two are very good. Yeah, I just love the first one so. Did much. we talk about it the last podcast? The Godfather. Yeah, I feel like it gets brought up or referenced a lot. Well, I love it because that Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, all these shows that show you tangible evil. Yeah. It's horrific and it's yeah. real and it's a slow change, you know? You get that yeah. they're not some Thanos figure who's like good or evil. He's not Sauron. These are humans who slowly started good. You know, Michael was in the yeah. the army. He was yeah, he was a decorated war vet. veteran and yeah. then you have slowly a good teacher, a smart man as Walter White and then they just kill their conscience step yeah. by step. Yeah, and even like Vito, he knew that Michael was capable of these things, and he's like, "You're never gonna be. You don't be. Don't let him get involved with the family business. Don't let him get it." Yeah. And then once yeah. he um, got sick, um, then 
he started getting in because I mean you can see Vito just wants so much for his son. You know he's the good son. Yeah, like, Vito's not an evil innocent. Man. No, he, he's bad. He's, he's a bad. He's a murderer, but he's <laughs> like he cares about the family. Yeah, he did. and I don't know. We don't need to discuss The Godfather for a while, but <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. It's a great. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love. It. I use it so much. Should we yeah. uh, get into shoutouts here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I've got two. First one, I want to give it out to Father Ryan. And I'm going to botch his last name. Adderjan. Adderjan. Aldergen. Alderon. Anyways, he has his own <laughs> podcast. It's called yeah, Love does. Speaks. Check it out. Second shout out goes Ooh, quickly, to Claire. though. I'm going to get in the way. Yeah, yeah. Father Ryan's from Joliet, and that's where Kate's from. So Kate's dad, Chris Beja, is friends with Ryan, or they they know each other. Oh, so no so shout That's out cool. to super shout Chris out. too. Super yeah. shout out. And while we're at it, why not Alex Loren too? Because he's Lorangatang. I guess all the Juliet Diocese people are getting shout outs. Yeah. And then second to Claire Lively for introducing us to the song we played in our last cast from the Greatest Showman. Um, from now on, I totally forgot to give her a shout out on the last I'll cast so a belated <laughs> shout out but nonetheless you made it clear you, made, <laughs> you it. made it okay a few people from twitter too i know jake mcavoy we need to know these names guys yeah, come on jake and then McAvoy. swole catholic as well they run a nice brand called swole catholic yeah They're based out of denver They're cool guys guys and gal i think his name is paul uh-huh eric got a chance to meet him yeah shout out to um one of my my childhood like best friend got married last hey, weekend. Dang! Shout out to him. He's gonna be traveling for three months Ooh. in Australia, huh? Taiwan with his new wife. It's oh, pretty cool. So three month honeymoon. Yeah. Shout out to Delexi for <laughs> being out of the house while we record this. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's it. Stay. Sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, listener world. Real quick though, Archbishop. Hebda is coming yes. on here soon, on man. Cast. Get soon. prepared. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. Tell them all. Yeah, tell your boss. Tell your kids. Your boss, tell, tell your wife. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. I do. I do, kids. No, but we've had the chance to meet Archbishop Hebda before, and he's a fantastic man, a great yeah. shepherd. Brilliant Really mind. generous to give us his time. Yeah. So I'm excited to just clown with this guy. I know he's amazing as oh, well. Yeah. Just a friend level, you know? Mm-hmm. Super relatable. Yeah. It'll it'll be good. Beautiful. Sweet. Well, thanks for joining us. If you're watching us on video, thanks for hanging out with us, tuning in. Hopefully we'll have a better angle next time. But <laughs> um I yeah. kinda like how we move around though. Yeah. If I we do. could do a video at different locations, I think that'd yeah. be pretty cool. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. This is Sean. This is Jacob. John. We miss you, Eric. See you. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.